Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I am your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And of course, it's Friday, which means it's Freedom Friday. And of course, every Friday is dedicated to, uh, we look at American history, we look at current events, and we look at both of those things in view of the Word of God and view of the Bible. And so I hope it's a help and a blessing to you. Uh, a nation that forgets its history will cease to go forward and will cease to accomplish what it's supposed to. And so very important that we understand our history, and especially as Americans, having the biblical uh, foundation that we have and the biblical heritage that we have, it's very important that we remember and look back on our history. Today, I'm going to be discussing a uh, very um, important topic, and I want to start by asking you this question. As you think about the American Revolution, and of course, last week we celebrated uh, the 4th of July, we celebrated our independence when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Um, So I want to start this morning by asking you this question. Who were the two most important men of the American Revolution? Who were the two most important men of the American Revolution? Um, You know, as you think about that, probably there's many names that come to your mind and there's many people that were uh, instrumental in the revolution. And, And perhaps the first name that comes to everybody's mind would be that of George Washington as Of course, he was the general of the Continental Army, and uh, his leadership was so instrumental during the Revolution and during the war, and what a godly man he was. And um, for sure, in the coming weeks, we will take time to look at the life of George Washington and what an incredible man he was, our first president. Um, But I I don't believe George Washington was the most instrumental person in the Revolution. Uh, You could think of Patrick Henry. You could think of Benjamin Franklin. You can think of, and, and the list goes on, of these men that were uh, part of this American Revolution and part of uh, stirring people towards the revolution. But I believe the two most important men in the American Revolution never fired a single shot in any of the battles. Never, uh, as far as that goes, even um, participated in, in Congress. They were not statesmen. They were not congressmen. I believe the two most important people in the American Revolution were preachers whose uh, ministry was actually long before the revolution occurred. Um, And those would be Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. You say, why is Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield the two most important people of the revolution? Well, uh, here's what happened. Uh, During the uh, uh, 1740s, during the 1740s, you had a great awakening that occurred here in America. And you really had America under a state of revival for a decade or so there. And you had Jonathan Edwards was preaching in the Northeast. And of course, one of his famous sermons that he preached during this awakening time was sinners in the hands of an angry God. And it was in this sermon that he preached uh, that God's judgment was a real thing. And he preached that hell was a real place. And it said that as Jonathan Edwards preached the sinners in the hands of a angry God that uh, men would feel as if they were dangling right over hell and people would get converted and they would get saved and uh, churches begin to fill up again. And then you had another man preaching um, during this great awakening who really became one of the first celebrities in America. People would come from all over to hear him preach, and that was George Whitfield. George Whitfield, of course, was a, a preacher in England and 
he experienced firsthand what it was like to live in a place where the church and the government control everything you do. And uh, he, as a pastor, was kicked out of the churches in England because they didn't like the message that he preached. He preached the true word of God and he was kicked out. And he said, well, you didn't call me to preach anyway. And George Whitfield began preaching out in the open air. And, and, and he said, God called me to preach and I don't have to have a church to preach. I'm going to preach. And as he began preaching in the open air, people would come from all over to hear him preach. He was called the man with the, the golden voice. It said that you could hear him for over a mile away. You could hear his preaching and um, he would go and he'd preach and often people would come and they'd hear and they'd get saved and they'd get right with God. And he had people that hated him as well. And sometimes while he was outside preaching, they'd begin throwing stones at him or rotten tomatoes and uh, food and different things like that. And so he faced opposition as well. And so at some point in his ministry, though, George Whitfield came over to America and began preaching in America. And, and really, George Whitfield um, was instrumental in the founding of our nation. Um, people would come to hear him preach, and they would get saved. And as they get saved and converted, they begin growing in the Lord. And you say, Preacher, how, how is the Great Awakening the most important part of the Revolutionary War? Think about this. This took place in the 1740s. The 1740s, this Great Awakening took place with Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. And the American Revolution wasn't until um, the late 1770s. You say, how is this instrumental in the revolution? How are these the two most important men? Well, let me, let me tell you what I mean. As the, the Great Awakening took place and men began getting saved, men began getting converted, um, they began following the Lord. And of course, um, Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield both, um, their preaching and their teaching was that as you get saved, you have uh, what's called the priesthood of the believer. You can go to God directly uh, yourself, and you can read the Word of God for yourself, and you can have a personal relationship for God. And what would happen is men uh, would get saved and converted, and they realized that uh, they had a freedom in Christ. They they themselves could go to Christ. They didn't have to go through a priest. They didn't have to go through somebody else. And this freedom, this freedom of, of religion in their life and realizing that uh, they could read the Bible for themselves and they could uh, form a belief for themselves eventually grew into even their political uh, background. Because up to this point, um, you were part of a state church. You had to go to the church that the state told you to go to. In these churches, you had to believe what this church told you to believe. Uh, you were, in, in many cases in England, until um, recently, during the Protestant Reformation back in England, you were not allowed to own your own Bible. You were not allowed to think for yourself as a churchgoer. You were not allowed to pray for yourself. You'd have to go through the church. You would have to go through the, the, the priests, the pastors there. And so as men began getting saved and hearing the preaching of George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards and uh, would realize that they could have a personal walk with God for themselves, this thought of freedom began to carry into all parts of their life. You understand, God made us uh, with a free will. God designed us with a free will to make to be able to make choices and decisions for ourselves. And as men would get saved and they would start getting right with God, they would start reading the Bible. They would start going to a good church and they would realize that, wait a minute, um, what's going on in government isn't right. Uh, the, the, the fact that the, the tyranny that's taking over and the control they have over people's lives is not right. This isn't how God formed us. This isn't the way God designed it. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. 
And so it was a result of this revival, it was a result of this great awakening that eventually led men into the Revolutionary War. It was this freedom of thought that came that they realized we can uh, we can read the Bible for ourselves and formulate our, our own opinions and, and worship God as we believe uh, God would have us to do that eventually led to them uh, saying, man, we can do the same in government as well. God gave us a free will. God formed us as individuals. And today, as we look at our nation, there's many people today that would say we need a revolution. But I just want to remind us, I believe without a revival that precedes it, a revolution would be in vain. You see, today we don't need men doing that which is right in their own eyes, and, and that's what's going on in America. Men are doing that which is right in their own eyes. We need people that are following the Word of God. We need people that are following the leading of God. And when we first have a great revival, and when we first have men turning back to God, and we have churches turning back to God, and we have people getting on fire for the Lord, you know, I, I believe that that will bring about either there will be no need for a revolution because as people get right with God, um, then, then the policies and the politics will be affected by it. Or as people get right with God and we have a revival, maybe people realize what's going on in America is wrong and it will bring about a revolution. But I believe a revolution that isn't preceded by a revival is in vain. A revolution that isn't preceded by people getting their heart and their lives right with God will be worthless and it'll be a lot of bloodshed for, for no reason at all. And so um, who were the two most prominent or most influential men in the Revolutionary War? I believe it was these two preachers that brought about the, the revival in America, Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. And as revival swept the nation, people realized that they also needed not only a revival, but they needed a revolution. And the thought of the revolution came from the preaching of revival. Thank you for listening this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Father, I thank you for all that you've done for us. And Lord, I uh, I thank you for the, the powerful preaching that I've heard growing up in my life, Lord, that's impacted and influenced me. And Lord, even you know, the, the, the word of God and the preaching of the word of God that has guided my mind and my thoughts and shaped who I am today. And Father, help us to realize that what our nation needs isn't, Lord, chiefly a political reformation. Lord, we need a, a, a spiritual awakening. Father, we need revival. And Lord, uh, I pray you'd help us to realize that politics isn't the answer, but Lord, your word is and in, in the preaching of your word. Father, I pray you'd help us to see revival in America. Lord, I pray you'd help Christians uh, to, to, to wake up and to get stirred about your will and following you. Lord, we love you. We need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening today.